Good afternoon and welcome to episode 198 of the Tree Talk podcast with myself, Jack Neville. I'm Adam Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Another busy weekend of action. We had we had the latter the, the fourth round in the football championships, and we have the final round to come in a month's time. This week we have the return of the Harlan and the return of the Camogie. We're looking back on a very successful weekend for Limerick underage teams around the, the country, bringing home a couple of All Ireland medals. Um, so stay tuned for all that and more. Impression the game, we get old with what you put into it. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it. No more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tommaso Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the world court today. No more about it. They made all the run that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. Matt, we're always talking about um, I suppose adding clips to, to that intro we have. But I suppose with the team at the weekend, three Limerick teams went around the country and brought home three different All-Ireland titles and different codes. We had Tinder 16s, 15s and 14s. We had the, the Arab Bombers under 15, which was the one that I think was Keen Lynch's age won. 10 years ago with Michael Foley, which is the under-16 tournament. And then for the under-14s, Tony Forrestal. So three more All-Irelands for Limerick. And I suppose that the next crop coming are, are showing for a, a bright future for Limerick Hurling. I should look, it's, it's absolutely fantastic on you, Jack. Um, and it's absolutely testimony to the value um, of, of, of the Hurling Academy and, and how it is working. And, um, you know, I suppose... Um, you know, the teams at this stage and everybody is deriving oxygen, you know, from um, the, the success of the senior team. And um, um, when these young players will trace how, where it all started for the, the current senior team, they'll be saying to themselves, hey, this this can be us in a four or five years time. And um, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. You're right. Um, they went to Wexford in the... In, in the um, under under sixteen, the Michael Foley tournament, and there they beat Tipperary and 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 Dublin to qualify for the final against Wexford. Now they did a huge they did a huge win over Wexford in the final, something like five ten to one seven. Jack, it was it was a huge victory. But I suppose if if there was you know absolutely fantastic. But um, when you talk about scoring exploits, um. The scoring exploits of Dan Colopy from Maru Bohol um, in the under-16 competition, and he'll be eligible for minor this year. He was a minor last year. Um, were just simply phenomenal. In the three games, he scored 3-5, 2-7, and 3-4. Seven goals and 16 points in, 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 in three games, which was absolutely phenomenal. And full credit to, to the management team um, on doing a great job down in Wexford. And the under-15 team, the Arabon, which is the, probably the big one, went to Tipperary and um, uh, they were based in Tumivara and, and Nina. I think they are, sorry, in Monegal, I think they played. They played Kilkenny in the semi-final and 
like, you, you, you know, when you talk about underage success and you, you talk about Limerick winning in Ireland like they did earlier on this year, when they beat all the counties in Munster, Galway and, and, um, and um, Kilkenny, and, you know, this, this was the perfect one to win as well because in the semi-final they beat Kilkenny and in the final they beat Galway, you know, which, which was ab absolutely tremendous. Now, as for the under-14s, the under the Forestal, believe it or not, some guy has come up with the idea that we should have a Forestal North and a Forestal South. And uh, Limerick somehow were included in in the Forestal North, which was... Uh, the the Forestal was always held, you know, where it originated in County Waterford. But some guy has come up with the bright idea that we'll take the Forestal North to Abbottstown in Dublin. So Limerick were off to Dublin and um, lost to Dublin after extra time in the quarter final, and then went on to beat Clare and Galway to win the the, the, the Tony Forrestal Shield. So it, it was just a fantastic weekend. Three teams out, three coming home with silverware, two of them with the primary silverware that was an offer. Absolutely great testimony. Well done to everybody that's involved. Um, with 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 the academy, Pat Donnelly, who heads up the uh, academy, Dara Drew, Pat Brown, uh, Paul Brown, uh, Pat Jones, uh, absolutely, you know, this this is this is phenomenal stuff, Jack, absolutely, and it copper fastens the future of Limerick hurling, and like we we would hope that come 2023, we will see it reflected on a good minor team. Because um, I suppose in 2022, our minor team wasn't as good as previous ones. Like, we we, we beat Kerry, okay, but we, we, we lost rather heavily to, and disappointingly to Waterford. Um, but we, 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 would, we, would, we would certainly be optimistic about Limerick's minor chances in, in 2023. And I don't want to be jumping ahead of myself or anything like that, Jack. But, you know, um, when you're winning an under-16, a major under-16 tournament and an under-15 tournament, these boys will be under 17 and under 16 next year. There's going to be a fair pool of players there. So, like, um, you know, it, 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 it augurs well for the future, Jack, that, uh, yeah. that players are coming through at the different levels. Yeah, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. But as I mentioned, the the last Limerick team, I, I presume they're the last Limerick team to win the under 15 competition, went on to win four All-Irelands in five years. And, I suppose a nice segue into into the current crew. We have the return of the hurling championships this weekend. I suppose it's headlined by the clash of Napierstick and Patrick's Well on Saturday. That can be live streamed by Limerick J TV. You can go on to the link on Limerick J to watch that. But we'll start with the champions. They're out on Thursday against Adair and Valley Granite Quad about six. I suppose they were both beaten in the previous round. Kilmalloc do have that win um, against Patrick's from the opener. Adair have a point on the board against the hand, but I suppose there wouldn't have been souls from Kilmallock, don't get me wrong, they're count champions for a, a reason, but that loss to Napierstig will have hurt them, and they'll be looking just to get back, uh, back I suppose, on track with a win against Adair on Thursday. Uh, they will, Jack, because, um, you know, Adair would be one of the, 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 the two teams that would be hoping to get crash the four, and of course, Kilmallock will be hoping that it will not be at their expense, and, um, yeah, the, the the defeat in the Pearshik will 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 certainly hurt. Um, it, 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 I suppose the manner of the defeat as well, and that it, it came it, it it came so late. 
but it, they are always have the capacity, Jack, um, to 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 put it up to Kilmallock. Kilmallock always have found it there in the past to be very very tricky. Now the pointers would be would be towards Kilmallock, Kil, uh, as I said. Um, Kilmallock, you know, they can. I suppose mathematically, anyway, at least they can lose a second game and still qualify for the semi-final. But they certainly won't want to. They, 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 they certainly won't want to be going down that route because you must remember for Kilmallock, um, Doon are down the road. So um, I, I, I think Kilmallock will want to get the job done, and they, they'll want to bounce back. They, they'll want to bounce back quickly. And um, um, now for a dare, of course, you see a dare. And and the hand have one point each, and and they 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 both have suffered a defeat since that opening round um, uh, stalemate. So um, it could be very very important between those, these two um, uh, to see if one of them can get a win, or maybe the two can get a win, and um, it it would make it a very very interesting section. But but at this remove, it looks you know. It, 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 it's very, very hard to see Kilmallock not bouncing back. But they may be put to the pin of their colour on this one, Jack. Yeah, I suppose Adair started very lively against Dune the last time, just petered out. They will have Ronan Connolly uh, back, who was away for that Dune game, which will be a huge boost. But um, we will get to our predictions as we go along later on. But it is hard to look past champions. You mentioned a hand there. They're obviously against Dune. Um, on Friday in Capmore, quarter past six. Um, you mentioned about, I suppose, the importance of getting some points on the board. Would you rather be in the Adair or a hand camp this weekend with your opponents upcoming, either Dune or Kilmallock? I suppose it's the lesser of two evils in a, in a bit, in a way. Yeah, but 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 both a hand and Adair this this the this particular weekend will see us as an opportunity, you know, maybe to spring a surprise and and. Um, Getting among the top four there, um, um, they are like uh, you know they make life difficult, and sort of, um, a hand and doing is an East Limerick derby, and you know in derbies, um, pride everything, um, you know, and and form tends tends to go out the window a bit, but um, doing after the first round defeat, doing have been impressive, Jack, even mm-hmm. though they have only one win, because. Like in, in, in fairness, um, they did enough to beat Napierski in the first round, but 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 were were caught by that whirlwind um, finish um, that 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 Napierski produced, and um, and then in the second round, um, things went against them early on when they fell what was it six or seven points behind, and had to come yeah. from behind. But Jack, Jack, they came from behind very impressively, and very comprehensively. And um, they, 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 you'd have to be impressed with Dune on their performance against the Dare. Now, of course, as I said, playing a hand, local rivalry, all that sort of thing will play into it. It, it, it will probably make it more difficult for them. But it should be a very, very, very interesting game. Yeah, I suppose for Dune as well. We haven't seen um, Adam English, Eddie Stokes, Kenneth Underman yet. Imagine you know they're going to bolster. Any lineup uh, they go into, and I suppose for doing the players that fill those spots, like so Jack and Patrick Cummins and Kevin Maher, that they have shown that they're that standard of player. So you know, there's a huge strength and depth in Dune, and as you said, they only have one one win so far. But 
it's hard to see him see past him not getting a, a second one this weekend. The the other game in the group obviously is the standout one, the Pearshig versus Patrick Swell. It was the final in 2019. Um won on that occasion. Patchwell also won when the when they faced in the semi-finals last year. But I suppose the tide has kind of turned against Patchwell this year with, with the injuries they have and the Pearshig are, are right back at it and they beat Dune and Kilmallock. And if they were to beat Patchwell this weekend, they will have beaten, I suppose, their three biggest rivals, you'd say, at the start of the year and really laid out what they want to do for the rest of the year. Yeah, well, Jack, they, 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 they will have beaten the three teams that have shared the semi-finals with them for the last five years. So they, they will be very, very strong position and, and possibly uh, mathematically come at the end of the, of, of the action at the weekend um, they, they won't be able to be deprived of a place in the semi-finals. And um, now you're right there about Patrick's well. Patrick's well, you know, Keen Lynch is, Keen Lynch, you know, we've said this so often before, what a loss he is to any team, inter-county, club, a- anything. And Brian Murray is a huge loss as well. Um, he, the, the type of leadership and like Brian Murray is a double, is a double whammy, if you like, in that they've lost Jason Galland to fill his boots, who was had to go back from the attack. Um, and we, we, we saw one special performance that he put on at one stage against um, Adair last year, I think. Yeah. And um, you, you, you know you know what he has is in in his locker. Josh, Josh Considine is out as well. Now, Jerome Bylan will, will probably be missing from the Pearshig. The Pearshig, um, you know, Jack, I, I've seen him a couple of times this year. I've seen him in the league. I've seen him in the championship. They, they, they seem to be single-minded uh, about getting back this, this, this the, the, getting back the daily cup. Um, you know, any box you like that, that you want to take, Jack, um, the Pearshi ticket. Um, I, I think Patrick's well are really up against it in this one, but you, you don't know. You don't know. Um, the, 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 Patrick's well won the corresponding game last year between this. Well, uh, when they met in the semi-final. Um, Patrick's well won it, but you 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 must remember um, there was there was a bit of a roles reversal um, in that um, the um, Patrick's well are without players now. The Pearshick were without the Casey brothers at that stage, so um, like it, it 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 looks very much as if the if the pendulum is swinging back in favour of the Pearshick on that one. Yeah, but I suppose you couldn't rule out Patrick's well to upset the odds this weekend, or I suppose it'll just give him. Even if they do lose, they, they'll see where they have to get to. On a side note, there's there's so many like interesting matchups when when you look at those teams, and I suppose look at the Limerick team. Like uh, you're probably going to get Aaron Galan against Mike Casey inside in one full fa- full back line, um, and the other side then Jeremy Burns will be at number six. But who marks him then? It will be the question. Like uh, Dahi Dempsey, probably kind of Boylan, maybe. Yeah, Conor Boylan or Dahi Dempsey or, or Kevin Downs could go in him like that. There's yeah. so many stars on show, yeah. Matt. I suppose it is. It is probably Limerick's, I suppose, standout game for every year when it's it's yeah. the Pearshig like, against like, This is a game, a game with a stellar cast on both sides. Absolutely. Some, you must remember some of the finest players, not only in Limerick, but some of the finest players that have graced the game for the last five years. Are going to be involved in this one, yeah. You know, so it's a huge one, absolutely huge. And that's without a, a two-time hurdle here uh, uh, as well, I suppose. Um, 
we saw that Keane got he got um, a procedure done on his leg there last week. I don't, the details, I suppose, having been disclosed, and there's no need to disclose them, but I suppose he's he's on the road to recovery anyway, um, which is good news. So I'll send our best wishes to Keane in his yeah, recovery. I concur with you totally on that, and the very best the best of luck to Keane to get back. We want to see him hurling as quickly as possible. You know, it's unlikely that he'll make it for the well this year, but certainly when Limerick come back, um, let's hope Keane will be fit and raring to go. But we, before we go away from Section A, Jack, going back to the first game between Kilmallock and Adair, um, which is on at 6.15 in Ballygrand, prior to the game at 5 o'clock, there yeah. will be the, 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 the official opening of the refurbished Paddy Carroll Park. Um, um, I, I've been back there and I, I have seen it. And, you know, full credit to Ballygrand, Castletown Ballygrand, GA. They've done a fantastic job. It, it, it's a beautiful stadium to visit. And um, it always was um, because it, it, it had that intimate feel about it. Uh, about it. But um, they've enlarged and lengthened the pitch now and everything. And it, it is really a beautiful facility. And if if anybody is of the mind to move to to go to Ballet Grand early, the, the the official opening will be will be at five o'clock. And um, certainly, it, it 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 is great that the occasion is marked on Thursday evening by a visit from the champions in in the Limerick Senior Hurling Championship. Yeah, we we played uh, by the Landers in the first round championship there in Ballet Grand and. Uh, beautiful surface. Obviously, the Limerick under twenty footballers played there as well. There's always the stand, but the, the surface now matches the stand. So I credit. Oh yeah, to... but that, at that stage, they, 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 it, it was a bit of a work in progress at that stage when Limerick oh, yeah. under twenty footballers played there. But um, work has been complete on it now. They, it, it, it's just it, it's a fantastic facility, and what an addition, you know, what an addition to to to, to Limerick hurling and Limerick GA, you know, as and what a central venue, of course. Very, very central for an awful lot of games. Yeah, we've we've played there a few times now. Always an enjoyable place to play. Um, I suppose moving into to Group Two, um, I suppose for me the standout game is the one between uh, uh, Lionel Palace Kennery and Bally Brown. That's at six o'clock on Saturday. Obviously, near neighbours, Bally Brown are two from two. Um, have been the standout team in the division. There's there's no getting away from that with the manner of their wins over Black Rock and Munger St. Paul's. But I suppose KP uh, responded to their opening day loss with a big win against South Liberties. And I don't think they'll hold any fear going into play Bally Brown this Saturday. Not at all, um, Jack. And uh, of, of course, um, you know, um, it, it's their first year being a dual club at senior level. And I know there isn't a great crossover between hurling and football, um, but they have consolidated their position in football now for the far, far twenty twenty three. Like they, 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 they've got three points, um, they, they, they cannot be embroiled in the relegation, and um, actually they're in with a very, very good chance of of making it to the quarterfinals. But, um, you know, it, it, it would be all systems go for the hurlers this weekend, and um. Yeah, they, they, they lost to Mungret St. Paul's, but we, 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 you and I certainly, I think we, we both tipped that Mungret St. Paul's would beat him. Um, my rationale behind it was, you know, that I thought that the momentum would carry Mungret St. Paul's. And, and there was a bit of history between the, those two teams of, 
a history, may I say, of excellent games, mm. and um, and they're being on a very fine edge, on uh, you know, and and um, um, Mungret probably maybe having slightly the upper hand, and um, they lost that game, but they bounced back very, very, very impressively against um, a South Liberties team. You must remember that had beaten um, Gareth Bellan in the first round. And they, they, this this is a South Liberties team that pushed Kilmallock to extra time in the quarterfinal last year. This is a South Liberties team that put five goals past Kilmallock in in the quarterfinal last year. So, like, there had to be something about him. But you know, fair credit to Kildare Palace Ray. I, I think they made a they made a statement, Jack. You know that that um, um like because. When we were talking about this at the beginning of the year, like we we, we were seeing him as potential county quarter finalists, and uh, I, I I I I think in that particularly in that game against um, South Liberties, they, they they didn't do anything to undo that perception. But Jack, this this is going to be a greater challenge. This is the greatest challenge they're going to meet, possibly in the group. Because um, I, I saw Belly Brown in the first round against Black Rock. I was hugely impressed with him. But you'd have to be, Jack, you'd have to be impressed with the score that they put up against Mungret St. Paul's and the way the way that they won it. Like, they, 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 they you know, they, they, they've won a couple of Premier um, County Minor um, Championships in recent years. And these these players are beginning to filter through now. Um, of course, we all know about Colin Cotlin and um, Aidan O'Connor and Luke O'Connor and these guys. And then they're, they're, they're fitting in nicely with the more seasoned players like Luke Dorn, Steve O'Reilly, um, um, uh, Josh Adams. Mm-hmm. You know, um, look, Barry Brown uh, looked very formidable to me, Jack. But I think this, this, this is, you know, this is the biggest test, Jack. For both sides, I said while ago that it was the biggest test that that Kildare Palace Kenry will will have faced. Equally, it's going to be the biggest test that Bally Brown will have faced in the campaign so far, and we'll certainly know an awful lot more about Bally Brown come the weekend, as as to how well equipped they are, you know, to make it to the quarterfinals, and 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 progress from there, and progress on perhaps maybe to qualify. Uh, to get promoted to Section A. Yeah, I suppose it's the City Derby as well, which, you know, it does bring its own, I suppose, caveat to each game. And it's it's one that's like mouthwatering to, to look at. Um, you also have Munger St. Paul's versus Gary Spillane um, in Group 2. That's on at quarter past six on Sunday. In Dune, um, two teams on two points um, so far. You can go a long way. To I suppose knocking the other team out with with a win here, Matt. Um, because you'll have the head to head time even if you do finish level on points. Um, for Munger, I suppose they'll be looking to regroup after the loss to Belly Brown, which which was a heavy loss. And for Gary Spillane, I think got a win the last time out against Black Rock. So, you know, all these games are so finely poised. I think most of what you said for Lion Palace Kinnery and Belly Brown will also apply to this game. It will, but from a Mongrel point of view, I suppose, if, if, if you want to bounce back, all right, you'll have to get in a break of a couple of weeks because of football. But the last opponents you'd want would be would be uh, to be facing a seasoned team like, like, like Gary Spillane. 
Like I, I saw Gareth Bland now. Gareth Bland lost in the first round to South Liverpool's check. And I, I saw him in the second round against against Black Rock. And like they, they were five points down almost going into injury time. And they hit a goal in three points just like that. Just they did something to Black Rock, something similar to what the Pierce did to Dune in section A in the first round. Like um you you know, going down the home straight, you'd have given very, very little. You'd have given very, very long odds against Gareth Bland getting anything out of it. But they have that type of resilience and they have that type of experience, Jack. Um, that, 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 you know, dug them out, got them that vital victory. And, of course, you see, they they, they, they had it uppermost in their minds that that, um, that rock caught him in the Gaelic grounds last year and beat him in the Gaelic grounds. And and um, actually condemned them in into um, to being in 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 um, in no man's land at the end of the championship. But um, because heretofore down through the years, um, uh, Gareth Bland had been a bogey team for Black Rock, but that seems to be gone out the window now. Now it's going to be a big big challenge for Mungus. Now you know they've been down a couple of players, a couple of very very important players that brought them to the brought into senior ranks, the like of uh, Liam Lynch and Rory Duff has missed the first couple of games. Um, and a team coming up, Jack, um, certainly cannot, you know, very, very, very hard to fill gaps created by such hugely important players, players that played such a part in in, 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 in their promotion and, and in their championship win last year. I, I think, Jack, in summary, it's going to be a, a difficult one. It, um, it's going to be a difficult one for Mungret St. Paul's. Yeah, I, and it, 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 it will be a real test of Mungret St. Paul's as to what level they have adapted to, to, to senior hurling. Because like they don't come tougher than an experienced seasoned team like Gareth Spillane. Gareth Spillane have drawn a lot of players from back-to-back um, uh, county premier minor hurling winning teams in 2017 and 2018, who, who are maturing now. Now, Ryan Tobin will, will be missing. He, he's out with injury. But you, you've the like of Mark Quinlan, you've the like of Dylan O'Shea, you've the like of Brian Heavey, you've the like of Onzi Sheehan. These players, you know, these guys, like, who were involved in those minor teams, and some of them who were involved with John the Baptist in winning an All-Ireland B hurling championship, these are beginning to mature now as singers. So in, in terms of progression, um, I think Gareth Spillane are a good bit further down the road than Mungers. Yeah, I suppose for Mungers, I think Roy Duff was quite close to being fit for the Belly Brown game. So you'd imagine he'll be back. Liam Lynch obviously probably won't see him this year. But yeah, you do make a, a good point there about the experience of Gareth Spillane could nearly be enough to, to drag them through this game. And, you know, one team will go to four points and leave the other on two, but also have a head-to-head. So it is a crucial game. But I will get your prediction with the score and everything uh, towards the end of the podcast. And the final game in the group, then you've BlackRock versus South Liberties on Saturday at 6.15 in Capamore. I suppose for BlackRock, they're the only team without a point. They're, I suppose, the only team as well in the group that can cut their losses with regards to promotion if they lose this weekend. Um, with that comes its, its own responsibilities. Um, if it's how Liberties beat them, they'll be really looking then at relegation with Kalina Palace, Kenry, and Munger to come. You know, there's, there's no easy games in senior B, but for Blackrock, 
you know, it's they're running out of time to get a win, but they'll see how Lionel Palace Henry beats our liberties and hopefully for their own sake try to do the same. Yeah, Jack, I think you've summed it up pretty well there in relation to Black Rock. I I, I, I have seen both their games. Um I came away from the first game against Perry Brown, even though they had been pretty well beaten. Um, you know, convinced that they that they were in danger, and I think I said it in in this podcast. Um, I I, I came away after the game against Gareth Spillane, less convinced of that. You, you know, I, I I think they may have the capacity within themselves to save themselves, because let's face it, that this is what we're into now, we're into that territory when you're down two points and everybody else, oh, sorry, when you're down two games and everybody else has points on the board, Jack. And it's it's a game that they dare not lose. Now, they played South Liberties in the first round last year and um, they, they suffered a very, very heavy defeat in, in, in the Gaelic grounds. But they, they, they recovered from that. And I'm, I'm, I'm not suggesting for one minute that that's going to be a guide um, to, to what may happen on, on, on um, Saturday evening. But... You know, some liberties, Jack, they, 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 they've got ambitions of their own, you know, and they've got targets of their own. Like, they, they've lost the game now. Um, they lost in the last round to Kildare with Madis Henry. And you, you, you must remember, we, we have to sort of disengage from the format of Section A, where, where, where there are four teams going through. We're talking here about two teams going through, which which is a huge difference. And in, instead of getting into the top four, you're trying to get into the top two. And um, I, I I think Liberties um, can ill afford, Jack, you know, to suffer a second defeat. It, 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 it will be really up to them because you, you could, what they're to lose now, but take a situation. Bally Brown win, they're gone to six points. That, that would be one almost certainly won quarterfinals spoken for. If Kildaimo were to win, Kildaimo Palaskinri were to win, you're a Bally Brown and Kildaimo Palaskinri on, 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 on four points and Liberties lose. They'd be, they'd be languishing down there on two points. And they still have Kildaimo Palaskinri and is it Mungret St. Paul's to come? Black Sorry, they haven't. They, no, um, my apologies. They, they have um, they Brown. have Bally Brown to come. So, like, you know, it's it's a huge game. It's a huge game for both um, for both clubs, possibly for different reasons. Um, uh, for for South Liberties to stay in the hunt for one of those top two places, and for Black Rock, you know, they, they dare not think about a top two place at the moment in the situation they're in. You know, they, their sole focus has to be on get the win. Get off the bottom of that of that standings. Um, it, it, it has the potential to be a fascinating game, absolutely fascinating game, and um, um, very very interesting game that one. Yeah, I suppose it's round three of five, bang in the middle. You know, it's kind of like the moving round. There's some teams like Belly Brown could, as you said, kind of put one foot into the quarterfinal, but they could also be dragged onto four points level with three teams. Um, by the end of the weekend, you know, it's it's very hard to call. I will call for individual predictions later on in the podcast. But um, for now, we, 
we'll park that there. We'll run through the Premier Intermediate for a minute, Matt, because it's it's equally fascinating. Um, well, Jack, if you're, asking me, if you're asking me for predictions, I have been spectacularly wrong. Yeah, and uh, the week, the week, the, the week that we didn't have predictions, I'll have a look at them. I got all four of them right, so it must be something that's in the air when I'm talking to you. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. We'll see how this weekend goes. We'll, we'll talk about them later on. But the four games: uh, FN Newcastle Thursday in Fina, Brofmon Lean the same night in Carrickan Lish, Trumet Laka versus Capmore on Sunday in Kiltili, and Nakheni versus Glenru Sunday at six o'clock in Nakhlong. Um, you obviously have Glenru and Brough top the table on five points. The Monoline have four, as do Effen. Newcastle have three. Um, Dermot Lacka have two points. And amazingly, Cap Moore are without a point. Um, you know, I suppose taking the four games on their own merit, uh, we might just run through them quickly, Matt, and to who do you think might win? Because it's round four. There is round. There is seven rounds. In the Please. intermediate, there's more room, I suppose, for manoeuvre. There's four teams go through. But I suppose Effen Newcastle West, firstly, Effen on four points, Newcastle West on three. If Effen were to win, they could kind of put Newcastle in the rearview mirror. Conversely, if Newcastle win, they're ahead of Effen. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's that's a fascinating game. And um, um, like I, I had a feeling at the start of the year, and we said it here when we were having... Uh, an overview and a look at it at the start of the year. I think we we named um, Effen as one of the teams that we would reach the the semi-finals, and I've got some reason to doubt that, Jack. When I saw their performance against them, um, against um, Prof. Prof in the first round, which was hugely disappointing, by the way, and um, like they bounced back, Jack, and they they bounced back very well with with back-to-back wins. Over over Truman Atlaka and Nakani. And you know, talking about the most recent performance against Nakani, it wasn't so much the, the fact that they won, it was the manner in which they won and the comprehensive manner in which they won. Now I know Nakani are struggling down there at the wrong end of the table. But to me, um uh, I'm impressed by Effen. Now they suffered a huge defeat when they met in the semi-final, quarter final a couple of years ago. Uh, to Newcastle West, but that will count for absolutely nothing. Come, come, come towards the night. I'm, I, I'm leaning towards Effen in this one, Jack. Yeah, I, I saw Newcastle against um, Capamore, and I suppose they didn't really have any right to win the game after the first half performance. I suppose the first twenty minutes, but um, they might take the confidence into Harlem. But I would, I probably would slightly edge towards Effen there. I mean, all these games. Are so 50-50. I suppose Bruffer in the same boat as Effen, a point ahead of their this weekend's opponents, and that opponent is Mona Lean, who were her senior last year. Um Bruff obviously are undefeated so far. Do you think they'll they'll keep that undefeated streak or um can Mona Lee go ahead of them? <laughs> yeah, I, I I've seen them, I've seen I've seen Bruff and I was hugely impressed by him. And um, I, I'm inclined to go with Brough on this one, Jack. I, I, I think Brough might edge this one because it will be an opportunity to to put almost put one foot in 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 the, in the semi final. We just have to add in the caveat, you know. It's it's fine talking about the ruin and Brough being up there at the top of the table with five points. It's very very early in the year, in 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 the campaign rather. 
only once, and that was in 2019, has has a team gone through to the semi-final with less than eight points, and that was Brough with seven in 20, 2019. So, like the minimum cutoff to be in the hunt for a semi-final place is is eight. So you're looking in for Brough um, and rule. You're looking at two more wins, which you know. In, in, in the close nature of this competition, in which everybody is beating everybody else, it's a bit of a tall order. But I'm 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 leaning towards Brough in, in picking up one of those wins against Mona Lee. Yeah, I, I again I'll be I'll be siding with you slightly towards towards Brough, but you know these games are impossible to call. I probably would go if I was a betting man, I'd go against us and go Mona Lee, but. That's for different, a uh, different, uh, I suppose, time. Drumnet Laka and Capamore is very interesting towards the other end of the table. You know, Capamore were finalists last year. If they don't win this weekend, you know, you you mentioned that uh, that seven point mark. If they don't win this weekend, they won't get there, um, and you know that they won't get into the the semi-finals, barring I suppose a number of results going their way for for the remainder. Um, similarly for Drumnet Laka, like they're only on two points still. They'll be drawn level with Capamore if if they lose this weekend. You know, this game is winner take all in the fact that if you lose, you're probably gone from the reckoning for for one of those semi final spots. I I think you're right there, Jack. You're you're absolutely right. You're certainly right in terms of 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 um um Capamore because uh, were Capamore to lose this game. Um, and to win the three more, they'll be on a maximum of six. Now, from an attacker, uh, were they to win, they'd, they'd be, um, well, were from an attacker to lose, rather, they would still have a potential of going to eight with, with, with three more wins and still get into the into the, into the semi-finals. Um, it's going to be a very interesting game, going to be a very, very tight game. I, I, I have a hunch, Jack, I might be a very, very wrong on this, but I have a hunch that the Capamore may launch a bid in this round, you know, to get back, you know, to get to the semi-final or get to the knockout stages. I think they might have lift off in this game. And yeah. it, 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 it's huge in the context of, 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 we'll say, even the bottom of the table because where, where Capamore to win to give them the head-to-head -head over from an attacker down there. I know not any are in between them on one point. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I just have that feeling that that, um, that Cap this might be the weekend that Capamore would get that elusive first win. Yeah, I, I think we're both kind of waiting for Capamore to take off, as you said. Um, and, you know, it, it's really, if they don't do this weekend, it, it's going to be too late. I think that's the big thing for them. And I've seen already this year. I was impressed from even in in defeat, but Drummond Laka, you know, have the impetus coming into the game. You know, it's really hard to call, but I, again, slightly edging towards Capamore. And then rounding out the, the, the weekend's action, Glen Rue and Nakaini. And you've spoken at length about Glen Rue, and you didn't expect them to be in this position level on top with Brough with five points. Um, you know, Nakaini only pointed or or Nakaini have two points. Three, I it's so it's so um well, misleading. One point. one point, yeah, it's so misleading this competition. But um, you know, 
they should look at this game and say we're we're four points ahead of their opponents and they can put them to bed, put their potential, I suppose, promotion bids on hold if they beat Nakani. But Nakani then again, you know, they need to get started sooner rather than later. You know, all these games have pretty much the same narrative going into them. They have now Nakani, as I said in, in the previous cast, have lost a number of players this year and um that, that that's why they're probably in, in, in the difficulty that they're in. And um, Nakani have always troubled Glenru. Glenru have always found it difficult to beat um uh, to beat Nakani. Forum would suggest, Jack, that it, it, it it's Glenru's to lose this this particular one. But I, I, I wouldn't see it like that at all. I think Nakani will prove very, very tricky for Glenru. It's it's a Glenru team that's going to be without Jimmy Barry Murphy, you know. Um, who, who's a bit of a talismanic figure in, on, on the Dunbu team and indeed on the Valley Landers team. I suppose one of the best uh, best known club players in the county for a decade and a half now. But he, he's going to be out for a number of weeks and he, he will be a huge loss to Dunbu. And, and, but um, having, having said that, I, I think Dunbu are, are possibly focused. They have a couple of young players coming through and they seem to, they seem to be bedding in nicely in, into the team. And I think that has given them a fill-up from, from, from last year. And, uh, of course, there is the carrot there. This is their third year at this level, at Premier Intermediate level. And, there's, you know, the incentive is there to get to the semi-final for a third year in a row. And you could say that the first semi-finals that they reached, they reached it in the truncated format. But this this is an opportunity to match with every one of the teams in the group and still come out of the group yeah, or come come out to contest the semi-finals. Um, I'm going for Glenru, but, um, you know, Farm would suggest that Glenru will win comfortably. I would say not at all. I I, I would say Glenru will, will, will get over, just get over the line in this one. Yeah, I, I'd be backing Glenru in that one as well. That's from our intermediate championship. We also have intermediate and junior. We just don't have the time to go through all those games till I suppose we get to the knockout stages, but for a full fixture list of previews, check out the, the Sport and Limerick website. You'll get all that there. Um, we also have the return of the Komogi this weekend, Matt. We have the second round of the Senior Championship this Saturday at half six uh, in Group 1. Khalidi versus Kapamore and Krakora versus Ahan. And then in Group 2, Brough versus the Pearshig. And I suppose that standout tie, Granite Ballingarry versus Newcastle West. I suppose starting with Group 1, Khalidi, who... Yeah were the winners in 2020 lost the final last year lost their first game you know they need to regroup with Captain Moore or also defeat in the first game and then you would meet you know, the, the first round winners Cora and Ahan in, in the other game yeah there's a certain element of symmetry between the two groups Jack in that that you have both winners meeting each other and both losers meeting each other which which should make it very very interesting yeah Khalidi will want to bounce back to, to, to winning ways Um. Right, they were they, they were very very close in in, in, in their game with a hand. I think there was only a point in it in the finish, and um, uh, like Capamore. Meanwhile, they 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 went to um to Krakora and 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 lost there and lost by six or seven points. So I I think it's going to be a difficult a difficult game for Capamore um to get what would be a vital win because um Kalidi will be all fired up for this one, Jack. They, they, you know, another loss and they're out. Um, and um, yeah, I, 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 for me anyway, I think that that um, 
that 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 Kalidi will get over the line in that one. Yeah, and I suppose a hand and Krakora, it's it's winner and you're in your true to the semi-final, then I suppose Ahan have been there for so many years. For Kora, it's a huge opportunity to reach that last four. Or, yeah, it's a huge, a huge opportunity for Kora to get to the last four. Um, they've they've had a good win in the first round. Um, you know, at the outset, um, people would have been saying like that. Um, um, this 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 would be it would be Kalidi and Ahan that would be going through. But like um. Krakora uh, have had an impressive first round win over over Capamore. So basically they're 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 nearly safe from relegation, Jack. And they, they have an opportunity to to um um to, to break into the top four. Um I'm not so sure that they're quite ready to do it yet. I think a hand will win that one. Yeah, you'd have you'd have to side with a hand just by I suppose their history and the nature of their win over Kilidi, who would have been one of the favourites for the competition. But you know, it's it's pretty much a free hit with that win over Capmore in the bank. That you know, Capmore would have to upset the odds somewhere along the lines, and Kokoris have the upper hand in head to head. So you know, it's a free shot. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, uh, of course, Neve Mulcahy back with a hand and all that sort of thing, Jack. So you know, that that makes them more formidable. And of course, they were, they were they were only beaten in the semi final last year. They got to the semi final last year, where they were beaten by Kalidi. And um, if, you know, they they will be very very keen to get back there. Oh yeah, they've they've, they've a huge pedigree um, down through the years. Into Group Two, then as you mentioned, uh, meeting of their own one losers and their own one winners. Start with Bruff and the Piercing. It probably would have been a game that they both targeted at the start of the year. I think it's fair to say. As the one to you know put him in the put him into the final round with a chance of getting into the semi final, um, but also would put him closer to that senior B kind of semi final in good stead. Brough and the Piercing, which way do you see that one going? Um, I I I think we we go to Brough, Jack. I, I, from from what I'm hearing, um, Brough were very very impressive in the opening round against against Newcastle West and and were very, very unlucky. Now, they were eight points down at half time. They had it clawed back to a single point um, when Cameron O'Leary got, got, um, uh, got four points in a row for, for Newcastle West and um, something of kind of a Jason Galan effort like he did against the Dare last year. But, um, yeah, these teams met in what was a relegation final last year, a relegation final for a relegation that eventually didn't take place as we've already flagged. As, as the the county board subsequently, uh, rightly in my opinion, decided that that they wanted eight teams in the senior championship, and that's what they've got. And um, uh, Bruff won that. Now Bruff have been strengthened this year, and we've said this, and 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 from what I'm hearing as well, um, the, the the two players that I'm talking about have made a huge difference. Mario Callahan is back, former Limerick player is back, and has made a huge difference. And Moraid Ryan, like in fairness, Moraid Ryan is coming off a fantastic year with Limerick, and she has transferred her allegiance from from um, Clooney Quinn to Brough. Of course, Brough would be quite near to her. Moraid is a native of Nakeni, so um, those two players, and I'm I'm hearing it from both sides, um, uh, both from the Newcastle West side and and from the Brough side, they made a huge difference. 
in, in, in that opening round. And Neve Ryan was absolutely in top form, absolutely in top scoring form in, in the first round. I, I'm going for um I'm going for Ruff on this one. Now they won the intermediate championship two years ago. They didn't drive on last year. Back then they were managed by the now new meat manager Shorsha Bulfin. Now Napiersik have a lot of young players coming up that have been involved with the county team at different levels up along. But I think it's possibly coming too soon for them, Jack. Yeah, you mentioned that too soon. There's not a good underage team to come through, but it, the top four seem to be um, a small bit ahead of the rest. Still, talking that top four, Granite Bellingeri and Newcastle West are two teams that have genuine ambitions of winning the title. Uh, Newcastle beat um, Brough, obviously, and uh, Granite Bellingeri beat Napiershig. It's hard to go against the champions, Matt. Um, you know, if, if the accounts are right and Brough were very good, Newcastle still got the job done and they're still the team to beat, really. They're still the team to beat. There's no question about it. Now, the, the last day, they were without Roisin Ambrose. They were without um, Iris Kennelly. And I think they were without Roisin Mann, like, which would be which would be, be three big players. And, you know, if, if, if they're back at the weekend, they'll be considerably strengthened. But on a downside for Newcastle West, Rebecca Lee picked up an nasty injury, apparently. Or an, a pretty serious injury in, in the second half of that game, which could possibly rule her out of the Banabalangari game. And um, we know what Rebecca brings to any team at, at you know, a club or inter-county level, and she would be absolutely a huge loss. And I suppose coupled with that, um, Rebecca Noonan, I'm told, is back with, with in, in the form of her life with Banabalangari. Now, Aoife Sheehan of, is in goal for... for um, for Granibel and Gary, and we know that the level of experience and what what Aoife brings to the table, just as a player and as as a leader, like, and it, you know, it, it, this is all set up for a real, real humdinger, Jack. Now they met in the semi final last year. I was at it. It was played in monsoon conditions behind the Newcastle West. Um, referee Seamus Hayes delayed at the throw in for twenty minutes while. They were deciding for definite whether they'd go ahead with, with the game or not. They eventually went ahead with the game and, and Newcastle West just got over the line this. I, I think this, this this will be very, very tight. You know, Jack, we're, we're talking about a team that has won all Ireland's and has the tradition, has the great tradition that Bellingary, uh, the great tradition that Bellingary has. And whilst I would favour Newcastle West to win it, I think this is a game for a potential for a surprise. Yeah, I, I, I still wouldn't back against Newcastle, but it should be it should be a close game. And that semi final was was close last year in those monsoon like conditions. I think it down to the free takers, the two Rebecca's against each other. Um, but yeah, it, it it should be a very good game. Moving from Camogie into ladies football, we know the state of play, I suppose. Going into the knockout stages in the senior championship, I suppose wins for Mona Gay and St. Elby's bring them straight through to the semi-finals. Barry Landers have one quarter-final place, and the Old Midland and Colour Broadford are also in the quarter-finals. There's one place to be, I suppose, the side between Fiona Casman and St. Bridget's. But you were at, I suppose, St. Elby's and Barry Landers. It was one that we struggled to call. St. Elby's just got over the line by a point. Um and again, it seems to be 
the teams at the top, you know, or just that small bit ahead? It would look it, it would look that way, Jack. Um, it would look that way. We'll definitely have one new semi-finalist this year because Wall Mill and Ballylanders were uh, are meeting and they were both in the semi They met in the semi-final last year, so we're 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 going to have one new semi-final. They're meeting in the quarter-final this year, I should say. So we're going to have one new semi-finalist anyway. Yeah, it it, it was a cracking game of football, and um, Ballylanders were on top early on. They 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 got hit. Um, by two goals in three minutes, just coming up to half time by Kate Kennedy and Paula Donnelly. Um, there were four points down at half time. Um, now, they lost the match, but good news for, for, for Bally Landers in that former Limerick All Ireland player, um, Claude McGrath, um, came on in the second half after, after a three year absence, hasn't played since 2019, made a huge impact, got a goal, and um, you know, was involved in everything good. And prior to that, actually, in in the second, in the first half, um, uh, Marie Murphy, who was one of their most experienced players, suffered an injury and had to go off. And it was an opportunity for him to reintroduce Andre O'Sullivan, who has missed the Limerick campaign this year due to being abroad, but is now back. And those two, those two players will have benefited considerably from from being involved in the game. But um, the, the game was delicately poised. It looked as if if if, if, um, if, if, if St. Elvis were, were holding on when Cathy Mee, who had a fantastic game, I thought, um, you know, warmed her way through right at the, at the last minute of normal play. And and um, her shot was blocked and Anya McGrath was on, hands, uh, on hand to, to, to return it to the net. It looked as if Barry Landers um, had... had Game set and match gone two points ahead, but <laughs> LBs were reading into a different script, or maybe Ali Landers weren't reading exactly the script that was was there because from a short kick out, they got their lines badly crossed. Neve Ryan in- in- intervened, spotted the opportunity, intercepted, and planted the ball in the Ali Landers net two minutes into injury time. Then with game set and match three sixty to eight, but a good ge- a good game of football. Four teams would have a huge say. In, in in the eventual outcome of honours. So you you have Elbys and you have um, Monegay through to the semi-finals. You have Old Mill are going to be playing Ballylanders. From Colourhead Bradford will be facing either St. Bridget's or Fiona Castleman. Yeah, the quarterfinals are down for the, the 11th September. So that's the next weekend. And then the, the semi-finals a fortnight afterwards. So we'll, we'll keep in touch with those games. We also had... Um, the fourth round of the senior football championship over the weekend, Matt. We won't dwell on it too much because we've the final round of that is, I suppose, it's down for the, the 24th and 25th of September. So they're a good few weeks away, but we know a lot more about the state of play. Newcastle West and Casey's were the only teams true before the, before the round started. Adair and St. Kieran's have subsequently joined them. I suppose you were at a few games, we might go through them. We were both in McNeville Park for um, Father Casey's and Galbally. I suppose it's it's, a, it's fair to say case got the job done. Um, they weren't at their brilliant best, which they have been all year. And Galbally now face Ulan the last round, knowing that they have to win or get a draw to avoid relegation troubles. Well, you, you know, you you were at it, Jack. You saw it, and um, there's no camouflaging it in any way, Jack. It was a very very poor game, you know. And um, if you came in and 
you know, were new to the place, you, you, you'd struggle to accept that, that Father Casey had won the, the previous three games because certainly the, 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 the type of form that they showed to win the three games certainly deserved them. Now, to a certain degree, a bit of it was down to a bit of it was down to the, the intensity that, that Galbally brought to the game. And um, you know, but were unable to sustain it. Now, I probably a bit of a tool, Jack, was that um, at the back of that heads, uh, Father Casey's knew they were through anyway. Mm. That you know that that it didn't matter, and you know sometimes if that gets into the mindset, it's, it's hard to get it out. Plus the fact that um, if Galbally were appearing in McNeville Park for the second time in three days and two days before it. They 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 won a county championship, you know. So they they were going to get a certain amount of oxygen from that. They won the county premier um, under nineteen football championship, and uh, about five or six of those players were on were on the senior team. So um, that there was a lot of you know, Galbally throwing caution to the wind. But as a spectacle, Jack, um, I thought it was a very poor game, and I think you would agree with me. Yeah, it was it was poor enough there now. Um and the points you made there, I suppose, feed into that. Um elsewhere Monaline beat Ula to I suppose keep Ula pointless and that'll go down to the final day. But Monaline with the head of Clahan, who were beaten by Newcastle, and I suppose if Father Casey's kinda limped into their fourth successive win, Newcastle West laid down another marker. One sixteen six point winners over Clahan, who have we've praised this year, you know, in their second year in the division but Newcastle West just seemed to be that omnipresent team this year you know and without Keen Sheehan I don't think Derek Kelly was playing either <laughs> um, like you know it's, it's early days and they they have to be Casey to get into a semi-final but you know it's it's hard to see anyone stopping that juggernaut just at this moment very very hard and um, you know we spoke last week that that um, Cajon that they were safe from relegation could, could now throw caution to the wind and give it a real go. And I, I've no doubt they did, Jack. But um, it, it still fell very, very, very far short of, of what is a very, very competent Newcastle West side. And, um, um, you know, Cahan have to go and pick it up now for a City derby with Monaline. And it, it, it's, it's a straight winner take all. Yeah. Um, uh, for, for a knockout place. Uh, a draw, of course, will be enough for Monaline because I think they have a superior scoring difference. So, <coughs> um, a very, very disappointing evening for Clahan. Um, Very disappointing result. Confirmation of what we already knew, that um, it will be very, very hard to dislodge Newcastle West from top spot. Um, and very, very hard to wrestle the, 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 the Father Casey Cup away from them. Um, there seems to be... A, Steely determination about Newcastle West, but they're going to make it back-to-back champions, and and um, and they, 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 you know they, they're really looking the part, Jack. Yeah, I suppose they've never retained the title, which is crazy enough to think about. But we saw the Limerick Hurlers who recently, you know, win one, then lose it, and then win back-to-back. And Limerick obviously made three in a row, but Newcastle won in nineteen, lost in twenty, won it again last year, and are the team. To beat this year, that's Group One, um, and we will have the preview in four weeks' time, as I said. But in Group Two, we saw all the games between the three of us um, on can Friday. We, can, at... we pass, can, we, can we pass in Group Two, Jack? No, 
We can't, but I, I think, um, you know, judging by the scoreline, you were obviously there. Adair won seven, Ballylanders nine. You know, I know it relegates, well, it doesn't relegate Ballylanders. They're into relegation playoff, but that's four wins from four for Adair. Um, you know, and Ballylanders pushed them all the way. We, I was following it. Um, we were at training and I was just following my phone and they were level going into injury time. You know, for Ballylanders, it'll give them hope going into relegation final, if anything. Yeah, it, it, it'll give them a certain element of momentum. And of course, they have another game, a huge game. Coming up in the final round with Galtie Gales and um, uh, Galtie's battle, that that that's that's going to be one to, one to be not to be missed. But um, yeah, it 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 was it it was Bally's best performance of the year, probably best performance of the campaign. And you, you you'd wonder, um, where was it in the earlier rounds? Because the, the, this this type of performance was coming on the back of of. An appalling performance, and I wasn't at the game. An appalling performance against Kildare Palace Kenry, mm. and you just wonder, did it need something like that to wake him up? But they, they, they were unlucky, Jack. It was a Mark Conley free uh, at the end that that that, that decided it. But um, as I said earlier on, Jimmy Barry Murphy missed the game, and you you know what Jimmy Barry Murphy. Um, means to this Ballylanders team like he 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 he's their talisman he's he's their leader he's their captain and I've no doubt in a tight situation that you know Jimmy Barry may have may have conjured up something to get Bally over the line and 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 you know possibly keep their hopes of dodging the the the, um, the relegation playoff alive but uh, the defeat. Uh, coupled with 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 um, results elsewhere, where we with two draws elsewhere, um, well, it was enough to send Ballylanders in into into the relegation fight. So, yeah. like they have to give them, they have to give themselves up. Um, they actually know that it's either Galbley or Ula, which I suppose isn't a bad thing, you know. But they they will be facing a Galtie Gales team in the final round. Galtie Gales team that are still in with a chance of reaching the quarter final, and a Galtie Gales team that picked up the county under 19 B championship last night. Yeah, I suppose on Galtie Gales, um, they drew a KP. We'll get that game in a minute. Ballyseen drew St. Kieran, so that leaves KP, Ballyseen, Galtie Gales all in three points. Um, KP play Ballyseen, so if they win, they have a huge scoring difference comparison to Galtie Gales. So you'd imagine a win will do them. Um, for Galtie Gales, if they win and the, and the other teams draw, they're true. Um, for Ballyseane, if they win and Galtie Gales win, it'll be Galtie Gales because they've head-to-head. If Ballyseane win and Galtie Gales fail to win, that'll be Ballyseane. So that's quick permutations, but we will touch on it again closer to time. But yeah, you were at the all, game. All, all, all three, Jack, have a, all three have a chance of making it. And uh, yeah. that, that's, what, that's what's making it absolutely fascinating. But I have to say, Jack, but as good a game as I have seen in the Limerick Football Championship, I saw it last Saturday night between Kilbama Palace, Kinrith and Galtie Gales. Yeah, it's twice you've said that about the Gales this year. Um, you were at the game between Ballystine and Galtie Gales, and you said it was, and I was there as well, obviously, it was a brilliant game of football. Um, is, is it Galtie Gales, or is it just how things are panning out? It's just they play a nice brand of football, is it? Well, I, you know, they play beautiful football against Ballystine. Um, rode that look a bit against uh, against Kildama Palace. Kildama Palace hit the woodwork four times. 
and actually hit it a fifth time when when Peter Nash got the goal. It hit the woodwork and went in. But the, but the other four came out and they'd hit the woodwork three times in the first part of an hour. And, and um, uh, you know, having rode our look in, in the spell between the final quarter, the, the second quarter of the first half, the second half of the first half and the first, the third quarter, Galtie Gales absolutely dominated and went six points clear. But they got a cracking goal. Sean Casey, um, who's been abroad for three years and is back with the team this year, he came on as a halftime sub. He won possession within a minute of the of, of the throw-in, fed it to Conor McGrath, took, took the return pass and buried it in the net. Six points up, looked as if it was game, set and match. Um, for 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 um, Dalil, uh, for Kelty Gales, but just as the second half wore on, Kildare um, Palace can rework their way into it, and um, Peter Nash, of course, was outstanding. Peter Nash got a goal in ten points, and a broken nose for his trouble. Um, he he caught the broken nose um, deep in injury time, um, but um, he he's such an important factor. Um, for Kilgama Palace can read. But overall, Jack, it's a highly entertaining game. Like thrills, spills, goal mode action, you name it, it had it. Yeah, I think um, our game against St. Kieran's on Sunday was equally exciting. It was less, it was all right, but um, yeah, after a good start, um, grand old start, I suppose. It was three all a half time, it was kind of the, the nature of the game. Then David Shannon scored a brilliant solo goal. Um, Kieran responded with a couple of frees. They got level. Then they got a fortuitous, fortuitous enough goal. A shot for sideline. Hayes did kick a brilliant score from the sideline, but he had won. They hit the crossbar and came out to Dylan Maloney, and he just tucked it away. But the boys were four points down and going into injury time, and Killian Ferris got the important goal. And I can't remember who kicked the point, but I suppose if we had lost to St. Kieran's, it would have been game set and match for the group as a whole. Uh, I think. Or no, sorry, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Um, that's the point. But it keeps us alive anyway. And there's a lot going on in, in Group Two. I know you wanted to skip past the lot going on in that group, going into the final game, which which is brilliant to have. You know that we go into the final round, and by the Landers are the only team that knows really their faith. Um, but they'll be they'll be mad keen to, to beat Celtic, I suppose, in a, in a local derby. Um. But that's the senior football championship. They'll be mad to beat him for a local derby and for bragging rights and all that sort of thing. But more importantly still, they, they, they'll be mad to beat him to get that bit of momentum to take him into the playoff, yeah. into the relegation playoff. Yeah. Um, all right, it's a dead rubber game as far as Ballylanders are concerned, but it, you know, in terms of, of progressing up in, in, in you know, our progressing away from the bottom of the table because it can't happen. But, you know, they will need to go into the game in, in against Dura or Galbally in the best possible frame of mind and the best possible fettle. Yeah, I suppose from a medicine point of view, we'll be hoping the Highlanders do get that win and, and do us a favour and hopefully we can do ourselves a favour. But that was the football. Um, we'll be back the weekend of the 25th of September. We have a couple of weeks of hurling to get through. Um, I suppose we'll go into the predictions, Matt, for the senior championship. Um, we'll look at how we got on last week with the football. We went differently in the two games and finished the draw, so we got no points there. Um, 
we both then went for the castle Monline case isn't it there um I had cases to win by four you would have been by five so I mean you got close there so I'm six points clear at the moment again I don't enjoy that while I can because last year you ran away with it so I'll stay ahead for as long as I can for this week and the hurling I might just ask you to name a first goal scorer as well and I won't keep tabs on it now but just between you and me and whoever's watching a, a first <laughs> I see you putting your and in your head, you can all say no goal scorer. You can have the cop buttons to say there'll be no goal in that game. But um, we'll start with the, the big one, the Pearson, Patrick Swell. Who will win it? By how much? And will there be a first goal scorer? Uh, I think the Pearson by five. Um, if there's a first goal scorer, I'd say possibly David Dempsey. <laughs> Would you believe I had, I had the exact same... Written down here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna bump mine up to six because, like, there's no point being level. First goal scorer. I'm gonna go with Aaron Galan. So I'll go the other side. I'll go as well to get a goal. Um, Han versus Dune. I went for five point winners here for Dune. If that does that change anything for you? Well, I'll go Dune four. You had five as well. Yeah. And a and a goal scorer to put you on the spot. Ah. Uh. Jesus. Who's playing? Like um Dean I Coleman. Gone. Dean Coleman. I've gone for Pat Ryan in, in that one. Um Kilmallock then versus Adair. I'll, I'll let you lead the one lead the way in this one. Kilmallock by five. Shane O'Brien. Kilmallock by five. Shane O'Brien. Would you believe that I had I had by five as well? So we we'd all those teams by five. I'll bump it up to six again. And I will go for Oshin O'Reilly if I was going to go for a first goal score. Um, moving then into the senior A, Belly Brown versus Kalyan Palace Henry. And now again, you can go for no goal score if you want. I'm going Belly Brown by four. Okay. And if there's a first goal score, uh, I'll go Luke O'Connor. Luke O'Connor. Um, I'm going Belly Brown plus two, and I'm going to say Kyle Hayes is going to get the first goal there. Um, because I think KP will have to hit the ground running, so I'll be back in Kyle to go for goal early. Um, Blackrock versus South Liberties. I'm going for Blackrock out of South Liberties by three. I had three as well. I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave you take the three. I'll, I'll move to two, I'll bring it closer. <laughs> goal scorer. Paddy Leahy. Paddy Leahy from Black Rock for first goal scorer. I'm going to go with more obvious choice again. I'm going to go Barry Nash for Liberties mm-hmm. and Munger St. Paul's versus Gary Spillane. I'm going for Gary by three. Okay. And a goal scorer. Yeah. This is the only game we're disagreeing with in terms of result. I'm going to go Mungris by three and I'm going to say Niall Mulcahy, who scored so many goals in last year's championship. Um, so we both have Napiershig, uh, Dune, Kilmallock, Valley Brown and South Liberties. You're going for Gary's plan. I'm going for Mungris St. Paul's. We had the first goal scorer as well, but I mean, that's, that's really only for a little bit of fun. 
uh, it's kind of our catchphrase now that we say we don't kick a ball or, or puck a slitter or anything like that. No, we don't. We don't. Again, anybody, anybody that's of the mind to challenge me about, oh, you said we'd win or we said we'd lose, you know, we're only giving our opinion. Yeah, your hands are tight here. I'm going to, I'm going to be asked anyway, so you're, you're going to have to give an answer. Um, that's the weekend's games. You can get a full fixture list I on the website. Blame you, yeah, I always well, blame you, I always blame you for asking the question. It's easy, it's easy to blame me. Um, I suppose for you this weekend, Matt, you will be over in one of your favourite places for one of the biggest games of the year outside of the GA circles, Liverpool versus Everton, if you were to call that game. Well, you, you, at this remove, you'd have to call Liverpool. You'd have to say Liverpool would win it, you know, but um, Everton have drawn the last three games, you know, and drawn drawn two of them from winning positions, which is disappointing. Um, yeah, it'll be a tight derby. I think it, it'll probably be won by the odd goal. Yeah, the derbies like they can go anywhere. I'll be open for for Liverpool anyway. But if if you were there as an Evertonian, I'd I'd let you off with that. I'd celebrate deep down for you a small bit. But um, we've a load we've a load of hurling action again. Um, and Camogie, of course, we had a very entertaining round of football. You know, and we obviously had that very successful underage 16s, 15s, and 14s team. So we will finish by saying well done to them. The the future looks bright for Limerick, um, which it has been for the last six or seven years, which is which is great to see, Matt. So long. Long may continue because it's brought us a, a lot of joy. But for now, that'll that'll bring an end to this. Just under 75 minutes, Matt. Um, a huge thank you to everyone that's watching live or will watch back. And if you have any questions, ask them. We'll get to them next week. But for now, um, enjoy the games. Get out as many as you can because I, I think the weather is supposed to turn in the weekend. So please, God, we'll get one well, more weekend. Yeah, it'll be great to get another weekend out of it like, because we've been blessed with the with the weather for the, for the football matches. And... Um, you can say what you like, but it, it, it contributes, you know, it contributes to the standard of play, Jack. And, oh, and um, yeah. So, please, God, uh, we, we keep the weather. But for now, a huge thank you to you, Matt, and a huge thank you to everyone for watching. We'll be on again next week. The impression again, we get old with what you put in. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody.